Hi, and welcome back to Distinct Authors Talking Publishing. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, Caitlin has joined us. She's going to be talking a little bit about her uh, latest book, Bloodlaced, and a little bit more. So, Caitlin, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. What do you write? You know, all the good stuff. Courtney. Courtney. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it going, no, no, that's wrong. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> you want to do it over? Joining us today, so. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, my name's Courtney. I'm from Austin, Texas. I've been writing kind of a little bit since forever. Um, I just kind of started pursuing writing as a business, I guess, um, just like four or five years ago. So I'm just kind of getting started in that area. Um, I have two contemporary romance novels out right now and Bloodlace comes out on the 29th and I'm really super excited about it. So yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So um, what drew you to writing? Is it, you know, what, what encouraged you, influenced you to start writing? Um, I had kind of a moment, I guess, when I was in like fifth grade, like when I was a little kid, um, we had a writing assignment in a class where it was just a creative writing assignment where we just could write anything we wanted. Yeah. And so I wrote this probably really horribly embarrassing story <laughs> as you do when you're that age um, and then we read it in front of the class and when I read it I got this really positive reaction from all my classmates and my teachers and so that felt really good I was like this is fun I like this <laughs> right so I just kind of continued from there I write little stories just for myself and my friends and you know, as I got older, I started writing and putting things up on the internet. Um, you know, it's one of the, I had a live journal. I had, you know, like all the, all those goofy, really nerdy things that you do as a young writer to put writing up on the internet. Um, yes. And yeah. So we've all, we've all done it. <laughs> yeah, but, I, uh, I remember the live the same journal. Kind of thing, a positive reaction. So I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so kind of the same thing, got a really positive reaction, like that feeling, Yeah. Um, started writing for um, a little music blog for a little while and got really into that. And, you know, at some point it was just like, maybe I should try to uh, get paid for this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. So that kind of went into that. So what's your debut novel? Uh, my debut novel was uh, Wounded Martyr. It's a contemporary romance about a uh, rock and roll band, really. The, the protagonist, the main character, is the front man for a heavy metal band called Wounded Martyr. Okay, awesome, awesome. And that's been out, what, a couple of years? Um, just out a year, actually. It came out December last year. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. That's always so exciting when that Thank first you. book comes out. <laughs> Have you found, yeah. um, with subs subsequent releases, have you found that the butterflies have settled and it, it's become more um, 
of a norm or are you, do you still get excited uh, when release date comes, comes around? Oh, not at all. It's still a surreal, crazy, weird experience <laughs> every time. I mean, it's great. It's exciting and terrifying and all of those things all wrapped up into one and it's, it never, it never goes away, I don't think. No, I, I don't think it ever does. I've, I've been in the industry 12 years now and every time I get a release date, it's like, ooh, it's like Christmas yeah. and your birthday and New Year's and, you know, all rolled into one bundle. And it's just like, you can't sleep the night before. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun. Now, this new book that's coming out, uh, Blood Lace, which is coming out, you said the 29th of yes. this month. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that one? Um, that one, it's a paranormal romance. So it's a little bit different than what I've wrote before. And it's set in... Um, set in Japan oh in like yeah in like 16th century Japan is when when it starts so yeah so we've got um, a main character that uh, they are they're a gender fluid character so my pronouns are going to be all over the place (laughs) but uh, they are in a situation where they they work in the house of like a nobleman yeah and it's not a good place to be and, you know, kind of facing some hardship there yep. and ends up leaving that house and going into a different one where they meet a much kinder person. And so then of course the relationship wins from there. And then they find out that this person that they have come to like respect and love and that they thought was this, like their savior. Yeah. Turns out that that, that he is um, not exactly what he, what they thought he was. Oh. So, oh yeah. Wow. So that's when the paranormal part kicks in, okay. and they find out that the that uh, that he's got some secrets. Awesome. So, how long did it take you to write uh, Blood Laced? This, this one took a while. This is actually, Bloodlace was actually the first book I wrote, even though it's the third one coming out. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on Bloodlace under a different name for a, a long time. It, it's been a long time coming. I want to say, I think I started querying it in 2017. Okay. Um, it was not ready. <laughs> I should not have been querying it probably at that point. It has been much rewritten since then. Um, but it has definitely been a journey with this book for sure. So is, is Bloodlace traditionally published or have you gone the indie route with that one? Um, it's published through an independent press, through City Hall Press. Oh, okay. Awesome. So you're, you're traditionally published. Yeah. yeah awesome. How did you find the experience? Good. It's, um, it, you know, I've, I'm published through an independent press, so it's a, it's a small press. Yeah. So it almost feels like um, a little bit of both worlds, kind of, mm-hmm. because you're still doing a lot of things on your own, like you're doing your own marketing and, and things like that, that you you know, with a big five publisher, you might get more support on. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, 
you know, they do all the, they do the editing and the cover art and all of that stuff, which is so nice to have help with that. Yes. I am yes. completely garbage at any of that stuff. Because <laughs> um, I did, I did consider the uh, self-publishing route for a little while, but I didn't have, I just didn't have the resources to do it on my own. So, right. um, it, you know, going traditional is just the better choice for my particular situation. No, no, that makes perfect sense. So, you know, um, what was the, the, the most challenging aspect of putting this book together and the most um, rewarding? Uh, most challenging? I would say, you know, this, especially when it comes to... Um, the identity of the main character, like with their gender identity. Yeah. And placing it in the culture and time period that I did. Yes. Dealing with gender identity, the way we think of it now, in a historical context. Yes. Is incredibly difficult. <laughs> like, you can't, because you can't just say, you know, like in a contemporary romance novel with a non-binary character. You can have them in a conversation talk about their gender identity and their preferred pronouns and you know all yeah. we have the language to talk about that stuff. Yes. In a historical context, that language didn't exist. Like those identities still existed obviously, but yeah. We didn't have the language surrounding that. That's true. So you you have to be creative and delicate and um you know, find other ways to express that and still have it come, still have it be understood. Right, right. With, okay. you know, with a, a different lexicon, I guess. Yeah, I, I think, I think that that is incredibly brave of you. <laughs> because I don't think I could even, um, I, I, I don't think that that it would be a challenge that I could embrace um, yeah. because I, I, I'm assuming that's probably one of the big reasons why um, it took so long for you to put that book, particular book together. Yeah, it was definitely part of it. Yeah, and it it is challenging, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope <laughs> that I did it to people's satisfaction, you know, and that it. Uh, does what it's meant to do and and everybody's happy with it it is it is a difficult undertaking for sure yes but on the flip side with the the um rewarding part is that all this work that i put into it and all of the <laughs> stress and anxiety and all of the things um surrounding all of the that stuff yeah. is now it's kind of paying off i guess Yes. I'm, I'm just being able to see it in a book form is <laughs> yes. incredibly rewarding for me. <laughs> you know, just the fact that it's going to exist out there. Yes. Well, congratulations. I, I yeah. Wow. It's very, 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 very proud of you. I mean, uh, yeah. Congratulations. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what would be, you know, if you, if you could, um, 
if you if you could go back in time to when you first started your publication journey and and really kind of had any advice to take back with you what would you tell yourself when you first started uh don't be afraid basically um know what you're worth kind of thing you know I was I, I did a lot of writing for free and a lot of it just because I thought that was the only option yep um so yeah just be braver and you know don't worry so much about who's gonna hate it because somebody's gonna hate it it doesn't matter how that's good true it is. that's true <laughs> somebody's yes. gonna hate it and they're gonna tell you all about it yes <laughs> so yes. like you just have to you just have to be okay with that and you know just carry on and learn from it but yes. don't let it stop you from what you're doing so that that would be the biggest thing is just awesome yeah don't be afraid <laughs> one of the biggest challenges i think for for any author whether you're indie whether you're traditional whether you're a hybrid is marketing and promotion uh, I, yes. I find it to be huge challenge. How about you? What are you? Do you, you know? What are your thoughts on it? It's the worst. I hate it. <laughs> it, it is. It is very very difficult. Um, you know, writers especially were introverts by nature. You know, so the idea of going out and talking to strangers about your your books is just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And there, there's just so much, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's so much else for people to care about, especially right now. It's like, yes. they're not going to, you know, you've got that in your head. Like who's going to care about my stupid little book? <laughs> you yes. know? And so you almost feel bad or like you're bothering people with it when you even try to talk about it yes that's, that's very hard to kind of get over yes yes and yes. yeah and there's also of course there's the uh, financial aspect of it you know if you have to if you're paying for advertisements and things like that you have to really budget and think about ROI and all of this business stuff that it, you know just does not really fit in a creative brain sometimes yeah very true very true i, I think you know speaking of of you know the business side of it i think that there is a lot of um misunderstanding in in you know um for as a general sense for writers because sorry <laughs> What are you doing? Stop it. Um, oh. or, because I, I think that, you know, it takes a while for us to, to really learn and to accept that unless we're doing this with the expressed intention of just writing a story and getting it out there and just doing it for ourselves, we, we kind of forget the whole business side of it. Um, so have you really, have you found that that's, that's been a major um, influence in, in your decision for marketing and promotion and, and how you look at the way that you um, see success with your books? Uh, well, I mean, I went into this knowing that I'm, I'm 
probably not going to be rich off of it, you know, like, unless you're extraordinarily lucky, there's just not a lot of resources out there for writers, unfortunately. Um, And especially when you're, (laughs) I don't want to be weird about it, but it's like when you write the gay stuff, (laughs) you know, it's, there's, there's a, you know, there's, a lot of roadblocks there with when you're talking about marginalized identities, especially yes. in writing, which it's getting better, which is great. It, is. it really is. So I have, I have high hopes, yes. <laughs> but I definitely didn't go into this expecting to make a bunch of money. So I, yes. I definitely don't measure success in my case with money necessarily. Yeah. Um, I'm happy if somebody sends me a message on Twitter going, oh my God, I read your book and it was amazing. Like that makes my day. Yes. Yes. That's really all I really care about. (laughs) I hear you there. And I think that's, that's a huge part of it. And it's a really good way to look at it too, because I think, um, I think it's only the top, I think there's only like 4% of authors actually make it big time. Like, you know, JK Rollins Mm -hmm. and Stephen King and, um, and I think it, it, you know, that was another thing that, you know, for, you know, how do you handle rejection? How do you, you know, and, and this is something that I've, I've, I've talked to a number of people about and they're all like, oh, well, my book got rejected. But do you see that as a negative or as a positive? Um, little both, I guess. Um, I do think that you can learn things from rejections. Yes especially when you're talking about like in the query process. Yep. Um, I always felt like, you know, if rejections were coming, if you get those instant rejections, you know, the ones where you get the form letter back in your email, like two days later, yep. you've probably got a problem with your query package. Yes. And so that tells you something. If you start getting partial requests and those partials are rejected, then that's a problem with the writing in the book itself. Yeah. So you can learn from that. And then if you get, if you are very, very lucky and you get the rejections that include feedback, oh my gosh, it's like gold. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So you can learn all kinds of things from that. Even if it's very vague fe- feedback, you can still take that and really rethink your work, you know, and kind of find those problems and go through and, and, hopefully fix it and then do better the next time yes yes that's kind of the process i went through with 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 bloodlace i was about to shelve it oh my god <laughs> I was, yeah i was like really close to shelving it i had been querying it for so long <laughs> and getting so many rejections and um you know i finally got i got one with some really good feedback mm-hmm. and i went back and i did a ton of rewriting yeah. and then i ended up getting an offer. So it's like, you just have to power through it really. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You have to persevere. So do you, um, do you rely on um, beta readers, critique partners, that sort of thing to get feedback before you finalize it and before you query it? Or are you one of those authors who are like me, uh, (laughs) I was, um, where you write it, you do the edits of the revisions and then you submit it and and it's not, doesn't really go through readers or critique partners before you submit it. 
I definitely use readers. I definitely have beta readers. Um, I am the worst self-editor in the world, and I know this about myself. <laughs> so it's like I will definitely, I have, you know, I have two in particular that I really, really trust that I have read everything pretty much that I've written that are great. And, um, and then, you know, like I have, I'll solicit a few more kind of a thing and use that feedback to really kind of fine tune uh, the work. But yeah, I, I would not be able to, you know, function <laughs> without, yes. without beta readers. They are really, really, really important. Yes, uh, I would agree. Um, and I have, I have for my writing myself, I have a, an amazing group of ladies who critique my work. And mm -hmm. so I'm learning, I'm learning as I'm going with them as well. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I think having that feedback before it even you even send it out to a publisher or even try to publish it yourself is invaluable because they can catch mistakes that really can impact your reviews as well, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I've had, I've had beta readers call me out on so many things that were just, and it, it wasn't like intentionally bad, but, you know, things that sometimes you just don't see. Yes. And they'll be like, maybe you want to rethink this idea right here like this this could be a problem <laughs> so it just kind of yeah it, it having another set of eyes on things is just so important I think I would agree do you find it challenging to get beta readers that are willing to commit to the reading yes yes I definitely do um that it's like when you have good ba good beta readers you really want to hang on to them because it, uh, it can be challenging they, to either get people that will actually follow through and read yep. and also to get people that will um, give constructive feedback. You know, some, I've had beta readers that just give garbage feedback, <laughs> yes. you know, and it, it's not that their opinion doesn't matter or anything like that, but just, it's just not workable feedback, I guess, is what I'm yes. trying to say. Yeah. And um, I think too, sometimes you get beta readers who, who are willing to read for you, but they don't read in that specific genre. And I think yeah. that makes the feedback even more, um, more difficult to yeah. through. Yeah, for sure. Or yeah, they just, or they have some kind of ideological conflict even sometimes yeah. with what they're reading. I've run into that before where it's like, they just, hate the main character or they hate something that's happening in in the book and they just you know rip it to shreds based on you know this one thing so i i've found it helpful to especially if you have a, a relatively large group of beta readers is to look for commonalities in the feedback yeah so yeah like you definitely want to focus on the things that more than one people more than one person is pointing out yes yes so yes. that kind of helps you decide what you can throw away <laughs> in <laughs> terms of those uh kind of iffy readers yes yeah and and i think that's the other thing too is just making sure 
that, you know, because sometimes people will give you feedback um, and you look at it and it's, you change it and then you go and then, you know, you get further down the process and you realize that that change really just kind of threw the whole storyline off or it made it so that there was, you know, holes or there was something that 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 change that you changed that you thought was going to improve and it, it didn't and I think that can be a sticky point too yeah readers yeah 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 awesome so you know you've got your beta readers you've got your you know your critique partners so do you have an arc team do you have your arc readers or or that you know you can pass along your book when it first comes out and they are anxiously awaiting the book to leave reviews for you uh my my publishers have been kind of have been sending out arcs for me so i don't have like a set arc team that's probably something i will look into in the future is having, you know, yeah, it would be nice to have like a dedicated group. But I like my beta readers are actually really good about they'll go and leave reviews for me. Oh, that's nice. Um, so that's, awesome. that's, that's nice. Um, reviews, but, I think, are an author's best friend. <laughs> yes. Whether it's a good review, a bad review, uh, even just, just uh, I love the book, you know, just yeah. even that much of a review is fantastic, I think. Do you find, um, now that you've got two books out, you've got your third coming out, do you find it's a challenge to get the reviews? Yes. (laughs) And and I'm as bad as anybody, so I can't judge, you know, people for reading and not reviewing. Um, But there is a very low percentage of people that read books that will actually go back and leave a review afterwards. Yes. So it's like you can give away a hundred books and, you know, two or three of them will leave reviews. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's just kind of something you have to expect. And it goes back to that um, not wanting to pester people in, with marketing thing. Yes. It's like you feel a little bad going back and being like, so, you know, I gave you that book. Did you leave a review? Could you leave a review? Please leave a review. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. You don't want to pester people about it either, but. That's true. So do you have, um, you know, with one of the, 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 one of the best ways to promote yourself is to have a website. So do you have yeah. a website? I do. Awesome. And it's CourtneyMcGuireWrites.com. Okay, sweet. So, yeah. Did you find it a challenge to create the website or did you get someone to do it for you? Um, I used Squarespace. So they have some templates that you can start with um so i did it myself it's not super fancy or anything like that um but you know i found that fairly easy Um, okay okay. yeah i i I think i think there's a lot of authors that i'll have kind of forgotten that having a website is is kind is kind of a good idea um, yeah. so do you, <laughs> do you have a, a newsletter or, or anything like that, that you, um, put out for your fans? I don't have a newsletter. That is another one of those things that <laughs> I know I'm supposed to do, but I haven't done it yet. Um, I do have a way to like sign up for a mailing list on my website, but I yeah. haven't actually put anything out yet. 
Awesome. Yeah, I know newsletters can be a challenge. Um, yeah, I have too. And it's, it's, you know, you're trying to figure out that happy balance of what do I put into it? What do I leave out? You know, how right. much bragging can I do? Right. <laughs> it, and I think that's one of the things that that is is so challenging when it comes to promotion and marketing is how how much can I toot my own horn before it becomes annoying? Right. Um, have you found like a happy how, medium for that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I probably don't do enough, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like with the, with newsletters, you know, I know how irritated I get when my email is just full of, you know, garbage. So yeah. I have that, you know, how often do you even put one out? You know, what do you put in it and all that, that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea what the answer is. Marketing is like so far over my head. It's ridiculous. Um, but uh, I've been, I, myself, I use a lot of social media is a lot of what I rely on. So I'm pretty active on Twitter. I'm getting better at Instagram um, and face, I have a Facebook page and all of that. Um, it's just a matter of balancing time and all of that on in those yes. different areas. Yes. Um, I tend to do for, for my basic posts, like where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting up a teaser ad or whatever. I tend mm -hmm. to schedule them through, you know, Hootsuite or buffer.com or one of those, right. um, those sites because I find that it's just I, I can sit down and I can do I can do a week's worth of, of scheduling those posts and that kind of frees me up to do the, the interactive stuff without having to really think throughout the week you know not having to stress right. myself out so I can I have, I have I give myself time to do the interactive stuff throughout the week and then I just schedule a bunch of blank you know regular posts um and then you know and do it that way um so I find that really does help, but you know, it still is time consuming. It's still, you know, I mean, how much time do you give yourself in a day in a week to do your marketing and your promotion? Uh, I, I actually have hired a PR person to help me out this time around. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of, they give me homework, yeah. which is great because I kind of need that kick in the pants sometimes I think. So I try to, like, you know, two or three times a week spend, you know, 30 minutes on each, you know, social media outlet that I use. Yeah. Um, posting, um, interacting with other people as much as I can and, um, you know, discovering new people to follow and things like that to try to kind of build up yeah. um, those avenues from there. Um, I try not to get too sucked into it, but you know, Twitter can be a black hole sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, it can. It's the worst. Uh, I, I think it is. Uh, Facebook's getting that bad too. I think mm -hmm. um, it's like, do I want to be on here? Because yeah, their algorithms are just yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. They're they are. They're such a horrible nightmare. It's like pull your hair out. Yeah. Um, so do you have any special plans uh, for release uh, day on for Blood Laced? Uh, you, are you doing giveaway? Are you doing a takeover? I have takeovers 
scheduled for just about every day the week of release okay um, in various different places um i uh i'll have a blog tour going on uh the week before and the week after um so i'll be kind of all over the place i think coming up uh, around that week yeah. but the day of i'll probably go have really good sushi somewhere or <laughs> something like that <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> yes yes uh are you you know if a fan wanted to get a copy of your book, uh, like an autographed mm -hmm. copy or something, are you just releasing it as an e? Is it just being released as an ebook, or is it coming out as print as well? Or, or it is, it is coming out print as well. Um, I do usually get you know a, a small number of print books for you know myself to sign and things like that. So if people are interested in getting a signed copy of the book, they can contact me directly. Um, if they're local, with the way things are right now, there's not a whole lot of opportunities for in-person signing, unfortunately. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm happy to hand off a book to somebody if, if they're local. But uh, yeah, if, if you're interested in signed books, just contact me directly and I'm sure I can get one for you <laughs> awesome i'll include uh i'll include your email in the description box as well so that okay. uh, our listeners can uh, can reach out to you that way um okay. so what's next what do you have on the uh the go for the next book um well i am hopefully continuing the series that i started with bloodlaced yep so the second book is written i am currently working on the third so hopefully that will keep me very busy for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, but that's, you know, I've got a couple of contemporary things kind of simmering in the background Yeah, uh, that I might try to squeeze in there depending on, you know, time and energy. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm just really looking forward to um, expanding on, you know, the world that I've started with Bloodlaced and really hoping that that can kind of take shape and people will enjoy that and come back for more. <laughs> I'm sure that they will. So any, uh, any final thoughts or, or uh, for our, for our listeners, any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, uh, <laughs> I guess uh, just, you know, hang in there, keep reading. I know times are crazy right now. Hopefully we can uh, provide people with some escapist uh, reading here coming up. Everybody's struggling a little bit. So just trying to make things a little better for you. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I just, um, you know, I appreciate the support that I've gotten so far from everyone. And I uh, hope to meet some new people and, and uh, you know, we can, Kind of explore everything together figure it out awesome excellent well thank you so very much uh for joining me today caitlin i appreciate that um so for all of our listeners thank you again for joining me today thank you for joining us um and we wish 
uh, Caitlin, all the best with Bloodlaced. We will be definitely be sharing the posts when that comes out on October, on September 29th, not October. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you'd like a copy of that, I will have her Facebook uh, linked in the description box, as well as her email if you'd like to reach out to her specifically at one-on-one. And thank you again for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week.